now? Would that have been on the gift wedding registry, Christian? I don't think so. So um, my online handle is Scourge, yep. but it's spelled S-K-U-R-G-E. Dad, can I play a song for you? It's shocking. <laughs> it's rubbish. Go clean your room. Hello and welcome to Patchwork, a podcast where three old friends sit around, tell stories, and sew a new patch into their quilt of friendship. There's a full ball of thread, but we don't quite know what we're sewing. So, welcome to Patchwork. My name is Dion, and with me, as always, is Christian. Welcome to Patchwork. And Josh. Welcome to Patchwork. Now, before we get started, guys, I would like to extend the olive branch to both of you. Release the proverbial doves. (laughs) And apologise for the way that I described rooibos tea in patch nine. Were you inaccurate, Christian? I was. Was I lied to, Christian? (laughs) It was with great confidence that I told you both that rooibos tea was made using conventional tea leaves. In fact, in the past two weeks, I have been informed that this is not actually the case. Now, if I may quote Wikipedia here... Usually when you say, I've been informed, it's usually someone has told you, but you've just gone and Googled it. (laughs) You've been informed of shit. The internet informed me. (laughs) Robos, meaning red bush. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Why are you laughing, Josh? (laughs) I've just seen a bit of Robos in my time. Rooibos, meaning red bush, is a broom-like member <laughs> of the Fabaceae family of plants. Sorry, did you say broom-like? A broom-like <laughs> member. It's so strange. Of this particular family of plants growing in South Africa. So, rooibos tea is in fact made using the leaves of a herb. It's a herbal tea and apparently it's a broom. <laughs> Really? Is that, is that because of the use? They use this plant as a brew yeah. in Africa. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's, and it stains the floors of anything that it's trying to sweep. And then it rained one day and they licked it up. But that's delicious. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> um, Christian, funny enough, you should apologize because I also have an apology and I would like to extend the dove olive or whatever is <laughs> the dove olive soap. The dove olive oil. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to extend this bar of soap to both of you. <laughs> so I've handed Christian and Josh a bar of soap. Um, and the bar of soap <laughs> is because I introduced the show last week and I said that there's a full ball of yarn, but we don't quite know yet what we're sewing. And I was informed by a close friend that you don't sew with yarn, you sew with thread. So I'm, uh, I'd like to apologize to you both. I'd like to apologize to all the listeners and to the Pope. <laughs> um, well, funnily enough, <laughs> with an apology to make as well, um, I'd like to apologise to Mr. Yee, who was my year 11 orchestra teacher, because that year I only attended two rehearsals and I was late to both. What did you, um, what instrument did you play? I, was, I did percussion. Oh, you did percussion? Were but you- for some reason, I just didn't want to do it that year. And the reason I remember this is because we've been cleaning out my parents' house because my <laughs> folks are moving and I found one of my old reports. And the report from oh, the orchestra simply said, Joshua attended two rehearsals this semester and was late to both. I think this appalling record speaks for itself. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'd love it if they started playing the songs without Josh. There was just no <laughs> percussion. Everyone was looking around at all these drums. That's true. Going, you would have huh? been like one of the more integral performers in the band. They couldn't yeah. have played without you. They're all out of time. <laughs> <laughs> looking around. Actually, interestingly, um, going back to when I was in, probably in year seven, we had a teacher called Mr. Gang. And I was a menace. I was such a menace in band, in this sort of band practice. And at the time I played clarinet and I was so, so bad at playing clarinet. I can imagine you being absolutely hell distracted, being annoying. Shocking. (laughs) Smoking weed out of the clarinet. (laughs) (laughs) But I was so bad, like I was squeaking. And then when it came to those, did you have those evenings where the whole, with all your parents and stuff, what are they called? Musical recitals. uh, Yeah. Well, it wasn't a recital. It was more like a speech night. Yeah. Those yeah, speech yeah, nights, yeah. and I couldn't. I just didn't have the guts to play the clarinet because I was the so. Guts. I was so shit. I'd squeak all the time. <laughs> you just squeak. Squeak. You sure you were playing a clarinet? Dion's <laughs> <laughs> so just pulling on a mouse. It's the best we could afford. <laughs> But so you went through all the rehearsals and this wasn't made clear that I'm not ready for this. They Um, were just like, I guess it'll have to do. Well, I guess when you're in a, like when you're in a group of musicians and there's five other clarinet players, you, and you're shit, you don't play. You just moved your fingers and pretended. You really don't play. I went to one of those speech nights um, just recently and I was watching them. It sounded terrible. (laughs) It sounded so, so bad. Can already tell the kind of parent that Dion's going to (laughs) be. Dad, can I play a song for you? It's shocking. (laughs) It's rubbish. Go clean your room. So continuing on from our apologies, I've actually got a bone to pick with one of you two. uh, I got a bone to pick. (laughs) (laughs) And if one of you would like to raise your hand if you think it's you, I'm just looking at Josh, looking at Christian. Josh has raised his hand. No, I haven't. And, uh, no, I haven't. Christian has raised his hand. I can't imagine you would have a boat to pick with me. Trying to create a visual here, fellas. Oh. <laughs> so I have a bone to pick with Josh, and it's something that happened a couple of weeks ago, and it's never happened in my whole life. And it's Josh's perceived inability to pronounce my name correctly. Fuck off. <laughs> and I don't Fuck and off, I idiot. and I don't know. <laughs> and I don't know what your problem is. I don't have the problem. Now, hang on. There is no problem over now, hang here, on. mate. My name is spelled my name has got variations of spelling. So I know I've I've spelt it and I've said it for years, mate. So so the name is so the name can be spelt D I O N D E O N and there's female variations as well. So I'm not going to pronounce my name now. I'm going to get Christian to pronounce my name. Josh, block your ears. So Josh is taking my headphones Josh off. Josh is taking his headphones off. Christian, say my name. Say my name. Say my name. <laughs> Dion. Thank you. Josh, we're good to go. I've given Josh the hand signal. Josh, can yes. you please say my name? And don't think about it. Just say, oh, that's my friend. Dion. Nope. What, what do you mean? What are you talking about? What do you okay. mean? That was closer. To, the, to what? That was closer oh. to the clip we have now of Josh pronouncing my names in previous episodes. Josh, this is a lot of work for you with editing, isn't it? I can't wait to do this. And every single person listening being with Christian and me going, Dion, you're crazy. <laughs> so that was okay then. It's, oh. It varies. So my name is Dion, but Josh pronounces it as Dion. I don't. Are you out of your mind? And you will hear in the edit, we'll put together a little clip of Josh saying my name. It goes from him saying Dion to Dion to Dion. I will gladly do that and vindicate myself, mate. Absolutely happy to do that. Beautiful. Well, we've got it here for you now. Uh, Now, Dion, before we get started, Dion, 
So Dion has one that often, and Dion's is like the opposite of that. And there's one for you, Dion. The thing that surprises me most about it is that it's clearly mispronouncing my name, but Christian is on board with it. Christian's like, no, 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 he says he says your name fine. It's all completely fine. No. Okay, so what you're confusing with him pronouncing your name wrong is just the tonality of his voice. No, it it's absolutely- the pronunciation of my name. It is so fascinatingly bizarre to me that <laughs> you think that I say it incorrectly. <laughs> and I, I've listened to them both and... It sounds no different. I guess to concede, I guess that usually um, you would be more sensitive to something like a a word or a name that you're so familiar with. So it kind of makes sense that there's a slight variation and and I picked that up, but you're still wrong. And now it's time for Oh Wow of the Week. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Do you know the difference between a cemetery and a graveyard? Only a graveyard is attached to a church. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Now, for those listeners who don't know, I own and operate a storage (laughs) company. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay, so many moons ago, I used to use the mobile dating app Tinder. Now, for those of you who don't know what Tinder is, it's an app that allows you to send messages to strangers who found a photo of you attractive and for them to never respond. (laughs) (laughs) Unlike some people, I put a decent amount of effort into my profile description to showcase, you know, my sense of humour to hopefully pique some interest from the ladies. Mm -hmm. Now, my old housemate, Emma and I, we were heavy users of Tinder and we'd be sure to show each other any hilarious profiles we found and share our war stories when we got home from any dates. It was rare that we'd meet up with anyone really terrible and more often than not, they were really nice people. Mm. And a common occurrence for both of us was meeting someone for a drink and then being very nice, normal and polite but with absolutely nothing else going on that interested us, yeah. which led to the following conversations regularly. Hey, Em, how was your date? Oh, it was fine. It's just a nice, normal, friendly guy. Nothing wrong with him, but I doubt we'll meet up again. Yeah, yep. yeah just a nice, normal guy. Fuck him, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, what an asshole, just being nice. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> so time went by and without any help from Tinder, I eventually found myself a lovely girlfriend. Hi, babe. <laughs> and now we're both madly in satisfaction with each other. <laughs> <laughs> she <ate that. laughs> But this hasn't stopped Emma and I reminiscing about long-forgotten Tinder dates and ridiculous profiles. So back in April of 2016, it wasn't surprising when I got a message from Emma with a link to a Cosmo article titled, 11 Tinder bios so bad you'll want to throw yourself into the sea. So I read through the list. Number one, Andrew, 22. The guy who kind of understands feminism, sort of, and his profile read, Looking for a feminist to buy me dinner. Which I think is kind of funny. That's kind of cute. That's nice. Number two, Andre, 25. The guy who tries to sound progressive and smart, but just makes you want to punch him. His profile read, pro higher wages for chicks. Get her done. (laughs) (laughs) Get her what? Get her done. (laughs) I'm happy with that. Just to clarify, this is on Cosmo's website. This is a Cosmo article. Then I got to number three. Joshua, 29. What? The guy who wants points for hating things literally every person with a pulse should hate except for Jews because what the fuck? What? My profile read, you've tried the best, now try the rest. Six foot one. Likes, 
world peace, love, equality, abolition of slavery, women's suffrage, dank memes, <laughs> dislikes, racism, Hitler, <laughs> war, cancer, poverty, the Jews. <laughs> What I found really interesting, what I didn't realize, my profile was acting as a brilliant filter for people who would get my sense of humor yeah. and understand me. Right. But also maybe realize that that shit's just out there. Like someone's yeah. just screenshotted that, <gasps> sent yeah. it into Cosmo, be like, check out this dickhead or something. It's so really link, funny. So the link is still there. Yeah, you can still access it. We can put it up. Everyone can check it out. Great. Is your photo attached to that They profile? They cut all the photos off at like the nose. So you couldn't see eyes, oh. but everything came up to the... But it's still got your name and your age and stuff. What was your initial reaction when you when that was sent to you? How did you feel when you... Like, did you think it was hilarious I, or were yeah. you really concerned about the permanence of I it? I thought it was amazing and hilarious because I knew that everyone I know and everyone who was my friends understand that as like a funny joke. And reading out then, you guys yeah. obviously agreed that it was quite humorous. And that was the intention. So, I had no issue. I just, I just found it amazing that there's people out there that I didn't even realize would read that and take it incredibly yeah. sincerely and think the guy who wants points for hating things that literally everyone should hate. I'm like, yeah, that's the fucking joke, yeah, you yeah, idiot. Yeah, yeah. But not only is this putting pressure on guys, but it's putting pressure on girls. Guys now have to come up with the perfect profile. I had 80, 200, I don't even know how many it was, conversations that I started. So you matched with 200 people? Yeah, yeah I was matching with absolutely everyone, yeah. starting these great conversations, making really poignant uh, observations about their pictures in a yep. funny way, trying to have a creative way in. And it never eventuated to anything. You know, the problem is the, the same trap happens. You've got, I reckon, like two days. And then if it's gone on any longer than that, you just fall off the face of the earth. Yep. And you don't even know they exist. See, I feel like I've missed out on all of this. I you, haven't had that experience you say, before. You say you missed out, but there is so much hell to it. Preparing for this story, I actually went back to some of my old Tinder messages. Right. And I just remember being constantly a bit frustrated and curious why you would swipe to match them and go, oh, this person, I find them attractive and then just never really get back to them or never try and engage. So, I think my favorite message I got was apparently with a girl called Zoe. And so, I was like, hey, got any exciting midweek shenanigans planned this week? And oh. her response, nada. Then I came back with, okay, great. Well, it's nice talking with you. <laughs> <laughs> I guess sometimes you feel like you're conducting an interview and you're like, you're squeezing juice but you're out of a You're just trying to get some, and it's like, I'm just going to take on a face value of like, if you don't want to engage in some sort of conversation mm. with me, forget it. I don't really give a fuck. That's the issue. She's trying to leverage you. She's saying, sorry, Josh, you're going to have to do better there. Yeah, yeah. I was like, no, nah, not horrid. Nothing. Yeah, it's pretty bad. It's hard to be put in that position. I had this really weird experience where um, I met, so my girlfriend's friends had gotten together and I asked them, were, I think we were cooking in the kitchen or something and I asked them, oh, so how did you guys meet? And there was this deathly silence. Mm. And I didn't, and I think this is, this is probably about four years ago when it was sort of just coming out. Well, they're like at a funeral. Yeah, it was, it was, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, there was this deathly, deathly silence. It's my sister. <laughs> and I was like, oh, wow. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> I was like, oh, wow. This is awkward. And they just looked at each other and nothing was said. And I was like, what the hell is going on here? And they just didn't say anything. The, the stigma is gone. Stigma's gone. Like, do you reckon it's gone? Like, do you reckon it's completely gone or do you reckon it, it's on the way out? I think it's gone for outsiders, but I think people who did it feel that way. I think it's sim like online dating was the precursor to that. There's still stigma associated with online dating because I think it takes the romanticism out of it as well. But, it, but doesn't it make so much more sense that, hey, here's a list of 
my friends, here's a list of my interests, here's these other things I like, find me other people like that, as opposed to, here's a random person I'm sitting next to on the tram, here's a random person who happens to be at the same club that I'm at tonight. Kind of, but if you subscribe to the whole soulmate thing, the idea of meeting your soulmate on a smartphone, I don't know, it kind of kills that idea. There's something about the the uh, like the spontaneity or you know that situation where you meet someone. But the soul, whole soulmate thing, I'm like, if you prescribe to that then surely Tinder is just as valid because it's like, oh, the fates that we were both in this same 20-kilometer range. (laughs) It's strange, isn't it? Do you believe in... I'm assuming either of you don't believe in soulmates. No way. There are so many women on this planet that I would probably be really compatible with. Yeah. Yeah. All within a 20-kilometer radius. (laughs) That's probably true as well. And if not for circumstances... Totally. Yeah, you yeah. be with them. What was the magazine you said that that was in, Josh? Uh, it, was Cos- it was an online article, but it was Cosmo. But even so, those magazines were rubbish. <laughs> they were, were rubbish. It's, uh, it's all those sex tips now. That's all it is. Oh, my God. It's just insane how they've devolved from... I remember, uh, yeah, I remember like Cleo and Dolly and Girlfriend and my sister used to read them. But the covers used to be a lot more innocent. Like they'd have flowers and it'd be like great crop tops to wear in summer. <laughs> but now if you like, these are aimed at like 12 yeah. year old girls. And now when you look at it, it's like how to give your boyfriend the best rim drop. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's all of that. And, it's, and it uh, all involves putting an ice cube in your mouth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but actually before I just Googled um, some names of some magazines and, I, and Pacific Magazines is a big company here that produces a bunch of magazines. So I had a look at the magazines that they produce. They pr- produce magazines like Better Homes and Gardens, Bride to Be, Girlfriend, Men's Health, Marie Claire, and Diabetic Living. (laughs) And Diabetic Living was launched in 2005, and it's the fastest growing health magazine in Australia. Is it the fastest growing disease in Australia? It is. I think that'd be a great thing to promote, though. It's the fastest growing illness in Australia. Yeah, that's how the illness is promoting itself. (laughs) (laughs) With all these sort of gossip magazines, I really feel that the only reason they're still around is like doctor's waiting rooms and dentist's waiting yeah. rooms. Like so many of them that feel with that. And I remember I do this um, netball tournament every umpiring and they, um, the women bring all these old gossip mags. So when we're on a break, we can read them. What? And one of them is, uh, I think it's called- Like that- at half time, you mean? <laughs> with oranges? <laughs> with the oranges, yeah. Um, and so one of them, I think, I think it's That's Life. And it's just, they really are like picture books for adults. Mm. The amount of words is very limited and it's just pictures- and this one was from, I think, I think it was last, last year. So, I think about this, 2016. And the title was, Katy Perry is really Jean-Benet Ramsey. The, the, the story, which is one paragraph long, reads, After a YouTube user posted a video in 2014 suggesting Katy Perry is the child pageant queen all grown up, viewers noticed the striking resemblance. The theory is still discussed despite Jean-Benet's body being found in 1996. <laughs> Oh my god, what? So, so, they discredited their own article. So funny. But it's amazing. So, it is talking about a YouTube video from two years earlier Uh, saying it was debunked 20 years earlier. That's so funny. I feel like they. That is so strange. I feel like the work experience kid has put that in as like a placeholder and then forgot to take it out. He brings it up to the editor and they're like, wow, this is a feature. You're really going to go places if you keep bringing us those things forward. Dion, would you judge someone based on their email address? It depends on um, if... So, do you mean the front part of the... Is there the a front, name for the front well, part of the email address? Username. 
the at the or the, is yeah, it the front al- part or the at bit? Almost both because this is what sorry I'm, sorry who's got a problem with the at yeah. <laughs> no, idiot? No, no, but if I think what Christian at gmail.com. <laughs> what Christian's trying to say, I think, is that do you have a problem if it's like at Hotmail or well, at something both, old like both. Ymail? Both. I've been countering a lot of issues recently where, as I've said in the past. <laughs> I do own and operate a self-storage business, but the majority of my business comes through emails. So I give out a lot of quotes and I'm receiving a lot of emails and I'm finding that I'll respond more in depth to the ones with a sane email address rather than... Miss Sexy Sixty Nine at Hotmail dot com. I would have thought that'd be the one that you'd like to respond to. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's these emails, like the dawn of the internet, which we lived through. Mm. That we, well, I came up with mine when I was, you know, twelve, thirteen years old. What was it? So um, my online handle is Scourge, yep. but it's spelled S K U R G E. So my Hotmail account was originally Scourge's Den. Because that's where I like hung out. It was like my den. So it's Scourge's Den at Hotmail.com. Not that embarrassing. So Scourge, that's not how you spell Scourge? It's S-C-O-U-R. It's really interesting you say that because when I was in year six, uh, a guy at school, Eric, used to call me Crevice. And I don't know why. I think he just like. I, I think he just liked the word. He, You're he, lucky Christian didn't give it to you because it would have stuck. <laughs> Does it have anything to do with BTC? <laughs> <laughs> it was in the same year. It was in the same oh, year. Buck tooth crevice. <laughs> but, a rough but year. Interestingly, um, yeah, it was a rough year. It was my first year at, at, at a new high school, but and so I didn't know what to make my first email address. So it was the crevice, <laughs> but he spelt it differently. It was spelt C R E V I S. He spelt it differently. He spelt it differently. So He's, when he wrote down like he, insults yes! and bullied you, he I wrote it down. Yes. Yes. So he wrote he'd write, you know, crevice he'd say, Crevice, come over here, and then he'd and then he'd write what? down my name. This is relationship. Crevice, do my laundry. And, and so I had this email just probably until I was seventeen or eighteen. What? Yeah, the crevice at yahoo.com. <laughs> I had two very embarrassing email addresses when I was just graduating primary school, I guess. The first one that I went with, <clears throat> Mr. Underscore Matrix underscore 007 <laughs> at hotmail.com. That makes no sense. <laughs> just your favourite films. Just yeah. get him in there. Were you surprised that it wasn't taken? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 007 one. Yeah. <laughs> the other was the underscore guitar underscore dude. <laughs> At Hotmail.com. That's madness. But I think this is why I've got such a stigma against Hotmail because of those MSN Messenger days. We all had such ludicrous email address. And now when I see a Hotmail, I mean, my mum's got a Hotmail. And for her generation, there's no stigma attached to a Hotmail. It's purely an email provider. Do you know what I found out the other week? My girlfriend had an email address and her... Email address was bjchick at hotmail.com. And so she used to be on MSN everything. Because her initials. Yeah, because her initials, because they're her initials. And she used to get a lot of attention on MSN. She used to get hit up all the time. Did she she realize what she She made? She would have had no idea because she would have come to Australia and probably a couple of years later trying to integrate into Australia. She tried to create this MSN username and, you know, chat with people. Isn't that great? BJ Chick. (laughs) Such a beautiful thought. It's like if, if your middle name was uh, Theodore or something, it'd be DTF dude. <laughs> <laughs> BTC DTF. <laughs>
Hey, um, is this my Uber? Oh, it may be. What is the name? Uh, it's Dayon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I have written down Dion. <laughs> Are you sure it is that you? Am I pronouncing that correctly? Ah, uh, yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Oh, okay, come on. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Cool. Where are we going today? Uh, so I'm going to a friend's party. It's in the city. Oh, how nice! I have friends too. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's like a pretty good friend of mine. She's, she's like, we travelled overseas together for a little while, and she was, that yeah, she was great so to travel nice. with. Yeah, I, I have friends. They like to travel too. <laughs> have you been, have you been overseas? Oh, I, I'm guessing you've probably been overseas before. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yes, I used to live overseas, but I recently moved here with my wife. Ah, she is pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you have? Is that your first child that's on the way? Oh yes. Yeah. Is do you know if it's a boy or a girl? No, we want to keep it a secret. <laughs> ah, so do you think? <laughs> Actually, do you have any water? Do you have like a bottle of water or oh, something? Oh, water. Um, I do not have water, but I have some milk. <laughs> <laughs> Um, do you have any mints as well? Because I, because but I'm not sure if milk will go well with the mints. So maybe, maybe I'll no just mints, leave it. No mints, only milk. Okay. If, if you want some milk, my wife loves milk. Okay. Did I mention she is pregnant? <laughs> you got to keep the vitamins up when you are pregnant. Um, yeah, I really like this song you're playing. This is good. Is this is this music from your country? Oh no, I downloaded it the other day. It is world music. Yeah, it's really cool. I think I'll, I'm gonna Shazam this because it sounds really awesome. What is? What is Shazam? Oh, Shazam, it's like this. So do you have a smartphone? Oh, is that the basketball player? Uh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, let's yes. let's go with that. It's a basketball <laughs> player, Shazam. <laughs> he shoots for three and a one. <laughs> um, oh, it looks, it looks like we are at the stop now. Yeah, yeah. Are you going to have friends, fun with your friend and the birthday traveling? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I'm just going to cross through. Actually, you couldn't do a U-turn, could you? Cause it's... No, I cannot. <laughs> I have stopped the trip now. You must go. Okay, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Goodbye. Nice to meet you. So now it's time for an update on the Robus Challenge. Uh, Christian, you challenged Josh uh, in the Robus Challenge. And Josh, you followed up with a company called Billion. Yes, Billion. I'd bought a router and I was very happy with my purchase. That's so I right. thought rather than you know a negative approach, I was going to come positively to be like, very happy with your product and mm. see what I could get. So I emailed Billion um, and I emailed them just through their website. And this is what I said. Hi, I bought one of your 7800N routers all the way back in 2012. I've been a very satisfied customer to this day. I recently upgraded our NBN plan to 100 megabits a second. And after doing some speed tests, I found that the router is a bit of a bottleneck. <laughs> Disappointing speeds around 40 megabits a second on a hard line into the router and 30 megabits on a wireless in the same room. In brackets, getting about 90 megabits directly connecting to the NBN box. <laughs> I don't expect technology to last forever, especially for something that came out seven years ago. I've been so happy with my purchase that I've encouraged friends over the years to purchase your products based on my good experience. Yeah. I've been a real billion ambassador. <laughs> <laughs> what router from your current, no doubt excellent lineup, would you recommend to replace my ailing 7800N? Thanks for the memories, Josh. Gosh. And Josh, what was the outcome? So they emailed back. Mm. Um, pretty, pretty much the day after, I think it was a very quick response. Sure. Um, I was not entirely satisfied with the response, but oh this is no. what I got. Oh no! Hi, Joshua. We appreciate your continued support. 
The type of technology that will connect you to the NBN network will depend on your location. What is the type of NBN connection you have? FTTN, FTTP, HFC? And then they proceed to just run through a detailed rundown, copied and pasted, surely, of this is how to connect the NBN. This will matter which router you buy. This is is whatever. Um, And then the sign-off. It's like a decent amount. And then, uh, what was it? You are, yeah, you are welcome to contact our technical team on phone number. Best regards, support team. Oh, um, not even a name. Didn't really yeah. engage with your query then, did all, they? No, so they listed all their models and which one would be suitable. But all I got, the only line that I wanted, we appreciate your continued support. That was it. Oh, That's all yeah. they gave me for that. So then I came back to them. Oh, yes. Quite, quite incensed yes. By, by how I was treated. Good. Not like, I wasn't treated disrespectfully, yeah. but I don't feel I was treated, you know, I'm a loyal customer. Yeah. I'm a billion ambassador. That's my Johnny boy. <laughs> In technical terms, this is known as the escalation. <laughs> Thank you, Dion. <laughs> so my response to that read, hi, I appreciate the detail of your response, but I felt I was being treated like yes. any other customer. Yes. I'm quite tech savvy and didn't enjoy receiving an email which treated oh. me like I knew nothing. My boys are learning. <laughs> They're learning. After doing some personal research, it looks like the Asus RT AC68U is a very solid choice. Would you recommend it? I appreciate your continued correspondence. Brilliant. <laughs> Have a great day, Josh. They came back. Hi, Josh. We do not make recommendations for products other than Billion. Yep. <laughs> Please contact Asus for further advice. <laughs> oh, wow. Your understanding is much appreciated. Best regards, support team. So, unsurprisingly, they didn't want to recommend a competitor's router. And Josh, did you follow up that uh, email? Because if you didn't, that would affect the number of leaves. I would think you'd get no, out of No, I 10. did not follow up. I don't Ooh. think I was going to get anything out of them. I was like, on, optimistically, I was hoping for maybe, oh, you know, thanks so much for support. Here's a 10% off code. Here's yeah. this. But I just thought I was treated like an idiot. Like yes. I didn't know anything. Thank you for your continued support. That's all I got. Disgusting. Disgusting. Uh, that's all well and good. But um, I think I gave Christian four. No, he no. got six. Really? Six, six robust leaves out of ten. Um, a couple of points I'd like to make. <laughs> um, well, I, think the first, I didn't fucking get anything. I think that's pretty first, front and center. The first bit of advice I'd like oh, to John, give you... don't dig your grave. <laughs> ...is with your first bit of communication. I thought it was excellent. You butted them up. You told them how much you liked the product. I would have maybe intimated a little bit about what you might have wanted out of that. Mm. I know you were sort of leaving it up to them, but good try. <laughs> And then um, I liked the aggression in the second email. <laughs> or anything aggressive you would have done, yeah. I would have liked. So you no nonsense. Well. No nonsense. Yeah, suggesting a competitor's router, that was always going down a rabbit hole. <laughs> yeah. so that, and then um, the most disappointing aspect of it was that it didn't. this communication didn't last for many, many weeks and waste a lot of your time. <laughs> so I'm going to award you three robust leaves oh. out of ten. That's right. I got nothing. So yeah. came with nothing, left with three <laughs> robust leaves. <laughs> So this weekend, I've got a birthday of a one-year-old and on the invitation, it says no gifts. And I interpret that to mean no gifts. But I realized, <laughs> but I realized when I was thinking about it, I realized, oh, Christian's going to be going to this birthday as well. And Christian would not think no gifts. Christian would think big gift, <laughs> big expensive gift. Why? It says no gifts. Yep. Pretty clear. Dion, I wouldn't buy a big expensive gift. Yep. No gifts means small gift. Right. I see. A, for, weird, weirdly me, I take no gifts to mean 
No gifts. Yeah, strange, isn't it? Christian, why do you think it means small gift? Because you think that they're trying to be... They're being polite. Polite. No need to bring a gift, but please bring a gift. If And I also think that this is, this is quite a good friend of ours. Yep. So I think the no gifts applies to the fringe invitees. But when you're kind of hierarchically quite high up in the list of friends, it still means a lot to them to be like, hey, thanks for that little thing you brought, that little extra thing you brought. Isn't that so dumb? Isn't that such a misreading of human behavior? I I, I think it is you who is misreading (laughs) misreading human behavior here. No, so I'm very clear on this. Like, I have no shame in taking things for face value. If someone says no gifts... I don't bring a gift and I don't for a second feel bad about it because if they want to have a go at me about it or other people do, I go, well, they shouldn't have written no gifts on the thing. Yeah, Yeah, that's right. Yeah, but it's about how you like being perceived. So, by them saying no gifts and me saying, you know what, I'm going to go out of my way and get a small gift for this one-year-old child. Interesting point. it's, It's showing them, hey- He's quite invested in my one-year-old child. So, when you bring the gift, do you want it to be publicly seen? Are you going to come no. in with a present yeah. oh, no, and no, bring no, it no, out? No. Or because you if be- no, you no, did, no. Christian, you would be undercutting everyone else who obeyed mm. by the rules. No, I think- Excellent it's ve- question, Josh. <laughs> I think it's very important, actually, to keep the present hidden. From, and, and from the person and, you're giving it to as well? From the baby. I'd, I'd, al- <laughs> I'd almost go so far is to put the present in a room and not even let the hosts know that I've bought it for them. Is there let a them card? stumble putting- upon it. Of course there's a card. <laughs> Josh, what am I, crazy? <laughs> is this linked to something like you not wanting to let them down or you wanting to be liked in this no, situation? He, or- he wants no. more social capital. That's it. That's hell. You're fucking up social convention. You're fucking up the convention. They're making it so damn clear. What do you think of gift wedding registries? Love them. Really? (laughs) Why? Because it makes my gift giving easier. No, but it removes all the essential ingredients of a gift. The personality. The personality, the thoughtfulness, the surprise, and something a person doesn't know they want or wouldn't buy for themselves. Yes. All the essential ingredients are there, Christian. You remove them and you just do a transaction, don't you? This present, you don't even get to give to them. It gets delivered straight to them. All the essential ingredients of a, of a, of a present are gone. So, you know what? Buying a gift for a wedding through a gift registry is yep. practical. All those things that you just mentioned can be given for a gift on a birthday or any other event where a gift is given. Because the whole point is you're buying for the couple. You're helping enrich what they need on, on the way forward in their happy new no. lives. Yeah, because they haven't been living together prior to this and they're moving out together for the first time like they were 100 years ago. That's it. That's it. That's the point. The problem with it is that, as I said, it removes the essential ingredients of gifts. It takes away the surprise. What about the surprise? What about giving that thoughtful present? What the fuck is wrong with giving someone a gift that they actually want? Just give them cash then. Just give them cash. But then, no, you don't need to here. (laughs) You don't need to. But you might as well, mate. What's the difference? They are explicitly telling you, here is a list, a exhaustive list of gifts that we want. Please buy one of But sometimes I've heard people who legitimately go oh we don't really need a new one of those but we've got to fill out the list so put it on well i'm not aware of this (laughs) (laughs) i have not been a part of many weddings but it also like the thing that upsets me about it most is it plays into a very consumeristic capitalist 
society. And a good example of a clever gift and a thoughtful gift was that I was at a pub once with two friends and the both the friends were saying that they were better uh, drawers than the other. So I commissioned a competition on the spot. We were all pissed, but I commissioned a competition where I gave them 30 seconds to draw the best thing, the best and funniest thing they could draw. One drew a kiwi and the other one drew a man. And anyway, six months later, it was um, one of those friends' weddings. So what I did was I got a graphic designer. So I held on to these two pictures. I got a graphic designer at work to do an outline of it. I also contacted his wife and got his signature. (laughs) Then I got this kiwi, as it was, printed on a big bit of canvas with his signature at the bottom and gave that to him. Now, would that have been on the gift wedding registry, Christian? I don't think so. I also gave him a shitty pancake pan because I felt the need to offset this present because of people like Christian who like getting these rudimentary, boring wedding Excuse gifts. Excuse me, for that exact same wedding, I bought the best fucking gift. What did you get them? The wedding. I bought him a fucking coffee machine. Oh, but- him and his wife are obsessed with coffee. They've never known how to make coffee. They wanted to learn how to make it. I said, you know what? I'm going to buy you a bloody machine. Was it on the registry? There was no registry for that wedding. Well, they should have been. No, <laughs> then that's a great fucking gift, mate. Well done to you. I don't disagree that Dion's gift well, wasn't great. But that's the key hey, thing. Dion, why don't you talk about the gift that you gave our other friend? Okay, so the other friend was having a 30th birthday party So what I got for him was I handed him what looked to be a bottle of wine in a, in a, in, you know, in one of those, what are they called? The bag, the (laughs) bag, in a, in a wine bottle bag and inside it, he lifted it out and it was a premium bottle of oyster sauce. (laughs) And so I said to him, no, 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 I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. And then I gave him a big gift that was wrapped as well. And in that was a big tin of oyster sauce. (laughs) And I thought that was really, really funny. Now, I think I received criticism from two friends, one of them being Christian, because I hadn't got him a proper backup present. Dion, you're missing the point of what I'm trying to say. I think that you need to gauge the person who you're giving the gift to. Now, with me, a gift like that would work because I think that all gifts are ridiculous. No one should be exchanging gifts in the first place. But with someone who has bought into that bullshit oh, I need to receive a gift for my birthday, get them something that they think that they want. So I've got two big questions which have been glossed over, which are the most important questions for you, Dion. Did they like the gifts? So the first person... The Kiwi picture. The Kiwi picture. Which was the bird, by the way, not the fruit. Loved it. And I have video footage with his permission. I will post that (laughs) on our Facebook page because the reaction is priceless. And the second one with the oyster sauce? Hated it. <laughs> hated it. But it was it was interesting because I thought he wouldn't hate it. I thought he was a good target. Oh, really? But obviously I, I misread him. I thought you bought a present that someone would hate. <laughs> yeah. um, that, that proves Christian's point. It's like, yeah, it should be directed at the person. Have you, ever ret- have you ever taken up that offer of someone saying, oh, look, if you don't like this present, you can return it? Have you ever taken up an offer like that? I'm not sure if I have. Aside from when your mum says, and that's kind of not a, that's not <laughs> that's a thing. Yeah. You definitely return it. <laughs> I feel like it's an interesting thing. I haven't. But I feel like it's an interesting thing to do because at least you get to see the value of the gift. Mm. <laughs> you get to see, w- and and also I feel like when you do it, you'll probably hear something like, "Oh yeah, oh that was on special at that time." <laughs> well, now, actually- there's something really strange that happens. Now this is very familiar amongst people with Italian heritage, but I feel like neither of you will be aware of this. Around particular holidays, we have something that's known as 
panettone. Oh. You're familiar with panettone? Yeah, the shampoo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Isn't it the big box of like dry... Panettone Pro V. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a big box of... A like dried fruitcake thing, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's oh, like yeah. a big fruitcake. Oh, now, comes, it comes in a box is the key thing that I remember. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> Food in a box. <laughs> um, now, now, tradition says that when it comes to these holiday periods, you exchange panettone with another family. Oh. So, you give it to them when you go visit. But there's this conspiracy that a lot of Italian families believe that there's only one panettone in existence because when you receive your panettone <laughs> from someone, you tend to just deliver it on to the next family. Right. No one ever just sits and eats that one. How long does a panettone last? Uh, a panettone will last a years. A few washes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the funny thing is, a lot of families have gone so far as to start marking the bottom of the panettones oh, to so see great. if it comes all the way back around to them. That's so, so good. How do you know that? How do you know that families have done started to do that? Have you started um, to do that? Um, <laughs> um, really, really good. You know what's really, really good? Really, really good. You know what's really, really good? You know what's really good? When people obey the seatbelt sign on an aircraft and don't get up until the seatbelt sign has been turned off. <laughs> really good, really good, really good. You know what's really good? When a friend of yours goes for a long walk and doesn't describe it as a hike. <laughs> Really good. Really good. Really good. You know what's really good? Getting the answer to a trivia question and realising that you were never going to work it out by yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Really good. Really Really good. good. Really good. Do you know what's really good? When you walk into your kitchen and your roommate is doing a full unexpected kitchen clean. (laughs) (laughs) Really good. Really good. Really good. You know what's really good? When somebody loves you. Oh, that's beautiful. <laughs> really good. Really good. Really good. It's really good. Really good. Poignant good. You know what's really good? <laughs> that clicking noise that a masseuse makes when they're doing your fingers. <laughs> <laughs> really good. Really good. Really good. Yeah. Really good. <laughs> we love hearing your really good, so feel free to submit them on Facebook. Do you know what Sally Tran thinks is really good? When you arrive at work late and your boss still hasn't arrived. <laughs> oh, really good. Really good. Really good. Really good. Really good. Thank you for listening to Welcome to Patchwork this week. If you like our show, we love you. And we'd also like if you tell your friends. So please, if you enjoy, share our podcast with your friends on MySpace, Twitter or Tinder. Um, Josh, what patch did you sew this week? Uh, my patch this week was the exhumed corpse of Jean Benet Ramsey. And Christian, Christian, what was your patch this week? Uh, Josh, I sewed into my patch a boxed fruitcake with the initials CP etched <laughs> into the bottom. <laughs> Dion, what did you sew into your patch this week? Uh, I've chosen to sew yarn into my patch And due to the fact that you can't sew with yarn My patch is ruined Thank you for listening to Welcome to Patchwork this week I've been Dion I've been Josh And I've been Christian Goodbye 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 Goodbye
So this weekend, <laughs> stop looking at me like, <laughs> look that way. What? Now. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> so this weekend... <laughs> that's what I can't say. That's, that's what John Clark and Brian Doar did. John... Oh, fuck off, Dion. <laughs>